Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this episode, we discuss the passing of drummer John Blackwell. And now, it's time to shh, break it down with Dr. Funkenberry. Welcome everyone to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us for subscribing for telling people about it we really appreciate it you can also listen to us on PodPay, and um yeah thank you so much for your support we're gonna kind of have a somber episode this time how you doing chris hey what's up doc yeah somber week would or say actually just a couple days so yeah happy fourth of july but yeah. uh Kind of early in the morning, our time, we got news that one of the greatest drummers that I've seen in my lifetime, um, John Blackwell, who originally played for Cameo and Patti LaBelle and then found success with Prince and Justin Timberlake and a few other people, um, passed away. On the 4th of July of 2017. And, you know, John was suffering from some brain tumors. Uh, who knows how long we had, but he had a, an incident on stage that kind of left to where uh, one of his arms, he couldn't play anymore. But we were always hoping that he could recover because he wasn't too old. Yeah, you know, younger than me. We do understand that sometimes, um, you know, he felt like giving up or whatnot, but people would be on him and he's like, I'm going to beat this thing. And, you know, and people thought that he was getting better, was going to go into rehab. But um, I remember the first time I saw him play in 2001 on the hit and run tour to where uh, we saw him I did perform in San Diego, then saw him with you in the Bay Area. Yep, Oakland. And then um, the after show, then on Leno for a couple of nights at the Hollywood Palladium. Yeah. And just a beast. Killed it. Like he really was an octopus, and he knew Prince's music like amazingly and brought new life to it, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's kind of cool is that you're seeing a lot of video clips online that just really show how extraordinary he was of a drummer. Just things you've never seen before yeah. that no one else can do. Nope. Unbelievable. I've never seen him drop a drumstick. I mean, just think about what he does with all of the flipping of the drumsticks on uh, beat. And I've never seen him drop a drumstick. <clears throat> He was amazing. I love that Prince was adding stuff like Uptown. I could never take the place of your man. And then John would do some drum clinics out here, and I would go to them and see them. And there'd be just not just Prince people, but um, just other musicians that were just in awe of him and would hear about this whole thing of having like a symbol behind him to hit while playing. Just ridiculousness. Love that. Um, without looking, hitting the symbol behind him, flipping his sticks and hitting it behind him, just all in one. I mean, it's it's amazing how smooth he was. And then um, the One Night Alone tour happened. 
on the tour that I said that, you know, this guy has so much talent, you know, meaning Prince himself. But again, when he's got a great drummer behind him, that's what does it. That's what helps it. And, um, you know, that tour, the songs that were played, just amazing. And a lot of albums that were recorded during that time, uh, The Rainbow Children, Expectation, News, because John had more of a background feel of jazz. Yeah. More so than a lot of people understand or realize. So he was able to bring a different dimension to Prince, and it's probably stuff that Prince wanted to do, but he didn't have that type of drummer that could get stuff done. Now, in 2003, there wasn't a lot of shows. There was a couple shows in Australia, and then Hong Kong Rocks. Now, Hong Kong Rocks, they showed it in January of 2004, before the Chappelle Show skit that skyrocketed, before Prince doing the Grammys with Beyonce, before the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. before he did Ellen, all that stuff. It was MTV. Two songs. First, Baby I'm a Star. Then the second song became John's staple to me. Shh. And that Hong Kong rocks and just the way that he played it. And then Prince on that guitar, but John just on the beat on everything it was a highlight to me of almost every single musicology show and then you know <clears throat> prince didn't keep anyone on retainer anymore so after 2004 passed with the musicology tour and it was the number one tour of the year you know prince is like yeah i'm not going to tour for a bit they would do these house party jams but that would be about it <clears throat> So then John ended up playing with Justin Timberlake, although That's right. if you watch like videos of live performances, John really isn't on the forefront like how he was with Prince. Yeah. You know. So I was glad that in the twenty ten tour that Prince started using John again. And then the forum run where we were able to see John in just amazing everything yeah you know um and there's not a lot of people that would make you take your eyes off of prince at a print show but he might be one of the only ones that ever did mm-hmm. you know uh just yeah just remarkable and so fun to watch that was the thing he right. was an entertainer he was so technically sound but he did it with such a flair it was kind of cool to see you know somebody like that we're used to seeing prince do that on the guitar or yeah. whatever, but not, you know, a drummer. You know, Sheila was a great, great drummer, but she wasn't flashy. Michael B., phenomenal drummer, not really Power. flashy. Power, you know? It's almost like you have different types of drummers. And John was, like you said, jazz drummer more. But, man, he had so much just flair. Yeah, that was yeah. just, you couldn't stop staring at him. It just made, because he had the power behind him, the finesse, just the aerial tricks yeah you know there'd be times where prince would make sure that john got a few solos not just whoosh you know but it just makes you wonder because like here was 2001 prince was doing a little bit of darling nikki so you got a little bit of that 
on the drums on the dun 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 then it sounds like the little marching thing and then with uptown i can never take the place of your man <clears throat> like a lot of stuff coming back and then same for the one night alone tour you know but just makes you wonder why why did it take so long for shh to get added to the set list because of how much john made it its own but yeah perfect bringing that back in with the one and all these other things and i just felt that prince's most strongest performances and strongest bands are with a drummer like john behind the kit you know yeah. just made everything better and made prince's job easier you know because i'm sure john would mess up from time to time but not so much unless prince was looking for john to mess up you know <laughs> but and there's probably so much studio material that we're not aware of that hasn't been released yet that has john on i know a lot of musicology uh prince would play the tracks thing you kind of see on some stuff like on lotus flower or whatnot you see michael b credited same with on 3121 michael b was credited on the drums yeah. of that um <clears throat> but it's just such a loss you know yeah. um i feel bad for yuritza his wife and his kid and you know there's still that gofundme page and now they instead of him getting better and now they have to bury him and be accustomed to a life without John who, you know, I just imagine getting older, getting a little bit of gray in his goatee, <laughs> you know, and just playing yeah. for these just jazz musicians, you know, and he, he wanted to play more jazz. I know that, you know, after Justin and Prince, cause that was on his resume and what he's more known for, <laughs> he wanted to play with more jazz artists than they were, afraid to take the chance on him and it frustrated him because that's what his background was you know yeah it's just he was so talented and i just think sometimes underappreciated you know um well we know in the prince community he wasn't underappreciated not at all we, we, we saw the full potential there you know we didn't want him to tour with justin <laughs> knew he was yeah prince didn't want him to tour with justin and look like i said you watch that dvd of justin live at madison square garden how many times they showed john that's that's all i'm gonna say yeah it's yeah you know it's just and that was shame. justin's first album right wasn't it the first one no, was the, no the not justified it's the second one yeah yeah but and um then, yeah but still um and just kind of make wants to make you wish there was more DVDs of John aside from the live at the Aladdin because even that is in full potential. That Vegas show was amazing. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I was blown away by it. Then, you know, we talked to Takumi afterwards. He's like, oh, man, what we did in Japan was so much better than this. This is a bad show. And we're just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, you just kicked my booty for three and a half hours and you're saying that, that was bad? Mm, mediocre. Compared yeah. to Japan? Well, release japan then right shoot <laughs> you know stop like, teasing and just i loved about the vegas show is that they did something that i heard they did in japan and all of a sudden you like you see you see prince on the drums 
then the lights go off, then it's Sheila on the drums, then it's Prince on the drums again, and then it's John. And of course, they don't have that in the DVD, but that's what happened at the show. And it was amazing. That's just, I don't really care to be first on stuff like that. Like someone that worked for him first texted me and I'm just like, oh, no, no, man, no. Just the 4th of July, I was already tired. I just wanted some rest. Now I'm like tired and sad, and that's not a good mix. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden you're just even more tired because you're like, I can't, I can't deal with this, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I know I texted you about it, and you're like, I just said, John, and you're like, what? And I go, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, I knew spread fast. <clears throat> um, yeah. Got a couple. I think I have two of his drumsticks that I got at different shows. I'm just lucky enough to catch and um yeah i have to pull those out and just kind of you know stare at them a little bit you know you see those drumsticks just beat all the hell i got a towel all right there you go maybe not drumsticks <laughs> i see everyone's posting drumsticks i got it i got a towel and i got it from the palladium show in 2001 because i knew that he was going to be special so everyone else got drumsticks i got a towel even Wiped his sweat on it and threw it at me. And then Morris, uh, Morris Hayes was uh, introducing me and we were talking. Just as wearing the old school symbol and Morris is like, oh, you can tell this is a true funk soldier right here. And I'm like, I'm like this man right here, though. <clears throat> and I talk with John at times, but I don't know. John was just played for in a different world. It's like when you try to talk to him about music or other things and he really wasn't behind a kid he couldn't relate to it too much you know um but it's just like i said i thought i'd be seeing john for years in different bands and different things and just being able to create you know like hannah welton who was the drummer for prince after john you know kind of like prince wanted wanted him to be Hannah's mentor it's kind of it's kind of tough because you don't want to give away all your tricks (laughs) right you know yeah um but yeah I kind of like Hannah came around doing the welcome to Chicago shows and then she um performed on Kimmel doing rock and roll love affair but then afterwards when they came back to do the dance electric and a few other things off air it was John back on the drums um but Prince Prince would love it, you know. He'd love it the after shows or doing other stuff, playing footprints, uh, just the instrumental with having Mike Phillips lead and just have John just hit it just a certain level. And then um, he loves Stratus as well. Yeah. Do 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 with the drums and he's just gonna be sorely sorely missed. We could probably do an episode of John's greatest moments um for a long time yeah but we just really wanted to get this out there and with the holiday it was just hard to get anyone on that could do with it i know that the new power generation was performing overseas and um morris kind of i don't know if sorry if this is getting out there and you didn't want to get out there mr hayes um 
but he opened up his laptop a half hour before they went on stage and saw it and oh. he just couldn't believe it and he's like now i have to perform so the mpg was performing with a heavy heart um last night i'm sure all our hearts are heavy right now man but yeah you know it's john staple in my opinion is so many other Prince songs but shh just stands out for sure and just everything else I just wanted to, there's a uh, a video clip of, I, I think it was from Australia. I just saw it and I'd never seen it before. The Everlasting Now. Mm-hmm. See? Oh my God. And That's, it wasn't even Prince. It was some, it, he was down there and with, it It sounded like the Hornheads, mm-hmm. um, but it was someone else singing and it was just on like a, a, a good morning show down there, but it was just focusing on John and just watching that. You're just, good God. Just, oh man. Anyway, and just if you with, find that, check it out. There's just so much, but that adds to it about the Rainbow Children and tracks like the Everlasting Now and Family Name that they would do on the One Night Alone tour. Right. You know, there's just a lot of stuff I don't think that would have went well with any other drummer that he yeah. was using. But John would bring it out, and they would... I remember when they did Everlasting Now on Leno yeah. with Sheila and Eric Leeds and all that, and how funky it was, mm-hmm. you know? Just an amazing, amazing talent. I mean, what's up with all these uh, singers and musicians passing away on holidays now? I mean, we had George Michael on Christmas a few years ago. We had James Brown on Christmas. Barry White was over the 4th of July holiday, and now John Blackwell. Um, I hope this episode has helped you guys. You know, like I said, we try to get some more. We don't want to talk you to death about everything, but just share our experiences and pay homage to John. For sure. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is an abbreviated show, but we got the Andre Simone uh, podcast coming up probably in the next day or two, hoping to post for you, barring anything else happening. But thank you again for your support. Uh, thanks for donating if you want to with the PayPal link on, on it. No, it's a long link, so we appreciate it. Uh, but much love and thanks for everything and hopefully uh, John you're up there jamming with him and just kicking some booty and just showing that little octopus much love y'all keep it funky till next time show me what you got 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 show me what you